Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well-being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck. Subscribe and review our podcast today, and let's start designing the life you deserve. Hey family, welcome to the Success by Design podcast. If you're new here, welcome to our incredible little corner on the pod. Just take a second to let us know where you are reaching out in the comments section. And if you're back, it's always good to have you. So thank you so much for following the journey. And I hope that you're learning something out of this. Subscribe to the channel on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Today, we are talking about the level three. So if you have been following last episode, we were talking about those that have difficulty feeling undervalued and overlooked for promotion. And we spoke about two values. The first value was a level one, which is the implementer's mindset. And the second one was unification. Now we're going to move towards the third level. And I have Haley back with us to be able to discuss it. So the third level is communication. And we're going to take it from there. And the reason why communication is such a big piece in the marketplace is that even though implementation is the level of doers, so the foundational aspect, then we have the unification, which allows us to use our management skills. The higher one is communication. And Haley, let's talk about how communication can help those that are listening to get promoted into the space where they want to advance from a career perspective. Whenever I think about communication, I think about the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. And so it's important that we speak, we have to talk. And so when we think about promotion, a lot of times you're a high achiever, you're a very good worker, you know what you're doing. But sometimes other people don't know that. Or you get the, oh, great job, or that a boy, or you're doing such a great, thank you for showing up. I can always rely upon you. So you may be thinking, I'm in that position. I do great work. I hear a great job all the time. But how do you turn that into a promotion? And what we're talking about today is communication. And one thing that I found when I was kind of looking over this and researching it is having purpose and being definite in your purpose. We've probably all seen people operate and maybe they're operating, but they're not operating on a path. Maybe they're kind of all over the place. Then they don't have a definite purpose. Then we may think about someone else that may come to mind and we see how they are very focused. They know what their purpose is. They communicate that purpose to others and they follow that. And I think that's where it comes in when you're ready for a promotion is talking to your leader, letting them know, communicating to them what your purpose is, what your goal is, and how you want to get there. When I reflect back on my career, did I always communicate that? No, I didn't. Great. What about you? How did you, when you were communicating and talking with your leader about promotion, did you find yourself being very communicative or were you holding back? I was holding back. Initially, I was holding back. It took me like all the level four that we're talking about in moving and and being promoted. It was late in my career that I actually realized that this existed. In my mind, I was doing like any good woman of color would do. You, you're an high achiever. You put your heads down and then you work and work and work and you give your 200%. And don't get me wrong. I did get promoted, right? I moved up on the corporate ladder, became, you know, a corporate leader. But as I was reflecting to know, how did I become a corporate leader? It wasn't because I was focused on my technical aspect. It wasn't even about my competency. 
even though my soft skill was a great asset for me, it was literally because I was able to communicate my value, communicate what was in it for the organization, not for me, but for the organization. And how can I benefit from that too? right? It's not just a one-way street. And what I realized is that the organization valued the bottom line. And when I was in the federal, so when I was working in the government, they valued not necessarily the bottom line from a financial perspective, but there was different types of OKR that was in place, right? Different metrics that needed to be looked towards. And therefore, because now I realized that, okay, I need to change my hat and start having a greater business acumen and navigate those political acumen and also, it changed the way I approach my career. I agree. And that's the same thing, too. Like, as you were saying that, I thought about that. And this, yes, I did get promotions, but usually there are promotions that kind of come automatically or you've accomplished this. So now you can move on to the next level or we have somebody else new coming in. So let's move you up. So then that person can take this role. But again, the intentionality, being definite about that. And what you said hit a light bulb went off in my head the impact. What is the work that you're doing? How is it impacting the company? How is it helping? What did you do? And we'll talk about this in some upcoming episodes about as we look at the end of the year and looking at promotions and performance reviews. But when you're working on that performance review, are you showcasing the impact? Are you communicating the impact that your work and your contributions had on the company. I know a lot of companies today, when they set OKRs and they set goals and all that, they're usually what the company, they can start at the top and they come down. And so, you know, your goals and your OKRs are kind of already set. And so you may have smaller ones within the team, but generally they're set for you. So then it kind of makes it a little bit easier then for you to then go back and look at your work and then specifically communicate how your work and your contributions impact those OKRs and those goals that were set by the company and how you help the company to succeed. And sometimes we may relate it to like numbers and percentages and things like that. So if you can, definitely do that because those are great. But also too, thinking about how you help maybe your team, you know, maybe someone was out, maybe someone was away. Did you step up without being asked? Because you stepped up and had that impact on the team, the team was able to do this as a result of. And a lot of times we don't communicate our results in a way that are really impactful. We may say, you know what? I worked on this huge project and we got it done. Okay, that's great. But how'd you get it done? What went into it? What are the blood, sweat and tears that you put into that project to make it work? If you weren't there, what would have happened? Think about it that way in terms of if I wasn't here, what was missing from that project? How did I help that project get over the finish line? How did I help that goal come about? And when you add that type of language, add details, and you're specific and add that impact, then it's going to be so much more easier for you to communicate your impact and then get that promotion and have others see the impact. Other people may not even realize that. As we say, a lot of the work we do, we put our heads down, you know, we go at it, we get it done. But did you work weekends to get it done? What else did you sacrifice to get it done? Sometimes we sacrifice a lot to get certain things done and nobody's aware of that. And I think so many times, especially as women, we think, oh, we're bragging. And if I communicate that or if I share that, then I'm bragging, people are going to think I have an ego problem and all that. Well, we all know people that are like that. But in this case, I don't want you to be like that. But I do want you to brag. I want you to brag on your success, brag on your impact, because if you don't, nobody else will. And you need to get out there and communicate and advocate for yourself and your promotion and your hard work. And I love that because it actually gave me the segue of responsibility. Right. So the idea of when in the previous episode, I spoke about the first two level, as I mentioned earlier, and the responsibility is kind of like a self-responsibility and a team responsibility. When we get into the communication level, we are no longer into the self or the team. We're now into the impact and visibility level which means that you get to become visible. You get to create the focus 
away from you, away from your team, and focus more about the organizational mindset, the structural aspect, and ask yourself, how do I get ahead, right? So you actually have to take control and leverage your skills, your competencies, your acumen, as I mentioned earlier, but also that fiscal responsibility and ask your leaders, what's your vision and how can I support that vision? Not what is my vision, because we know that you have your vision and you get to align it, as Haley mentioned, from a purpose perspective, but you get to ask, okay, what's the vision of the organization and how can I make a difference by being more visible, by providing more recommendation that moves the needle forward so that at the end of the day or at the end of the quarter, the organization can hit their numbers. As you were saying that, I flashback for a minute. I had a leader one time and when it came time for performance reviews, and so he would always just give everybody meet expectations. And so one day we finally said, well, what do we have to do to get exceeds expectations? Because I know in some areas I felt I exceeded expectations. And he said that you have to move mountains or you have to be really innovative or, you know, you have to create something wonderful that is going to be very impactful for the company. And so when I first heard that, it didn't sit right with me because I felt like, well, it's not my job to come in here and move mountains. <laughs> Y'all hired me for a particular role. I'm doing that well. And I may be even exceeding that. So where's this moving mountains and creating something wonderful? But after I kind of reflected and sat back and calmed down a little bit and thought about that, I realized that really what he was saying is, how are you changing the game or how are you changing and being more innovative in what you're doing? And I think that's so true in a lot of our roles that we may do the same thing day in, day out. And we may sometimes, you know, we're all kind of resistant to change at times. And so when someone comes around and says, well, let's automate this or well, let's make this more innovative, we kind of put up the walls, put up the brakes. Wait a minute. You know, I'm OK over here. We don't need to change anything. But that's where the space opens up for you to shine and for you to, again, think about, OK, this is how the company has always done it. How can I improve this? How can I make it better? And then being able to communicate that to your leaders and for those responsible, especially those higher ups, if you're looking to, you know, grow in a leadership role and climb the corporate ladder and getting in front of and managing up and getting in front of the people that are going to help you to do that. That's one way you can do that is by communicating your ideas, your thoughts, being more innovative. Again, y'all know I'm going to say it, stepping outside of your comfort zone and getting uncomfortable within the new space. That's going to show growth. And it's also going to help you communicate and become more innovative in your ideas and your thinking to then have a greater impact and communicate that to your leader. I love that. And you know, what I love about the level three communication is that it actually has benefit for you as an individual who moves up. First of all, the first two levels I shared about your salary changes, right? As you move forward, instead of looking at the ladder, like we often look at the corporate ladder as different small steps, there's only four levels, right? So there's only four big steps. And you get to choose which one you want. And again, let me repeat that. The first level is implementation, the doer, the you use your muscles to move things forward. The second level is unification. You use your management skills and your hands and you unify your team. It's all about developing others. And then the third level is that communication. It's using your voice, standing up, amplifying that voice to say something concisely, to say something that has an impact, to say something more than influence actually move the needle of the organization forward towards the vision of the organization. And then now we're going into the fourth level. Before I introduce the next level, I do have a quick favor. So I'm going to pause for a second. And my favor is if you're enjoying our podcast and finding it valuable, 
take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to hit the notification bell and drop us a comment in the section below. Because the truth is sharing is caring. So the more you spread the word and use comments, the more we are able to reach more people, these conversation matters, and help them advance and grow their own career. Now, back to business. Let's chat about the fourth level of value that is truly valued in the marketplace. And the last one is what is known as imagination, but what I call the visionary level. And the visionary level is something that is so creative. It is that level that if you ascend to that, I applaud you. It's beyond the VP level. It's beyond the director's level. It's even beyond some of the senior level. It's your CEO. It's that visionary mindset who is now contributing based on creating from an imagination perspective, looking at the future and not the present. And so it's that visionary capacity. So I'm looking forward, Haley, do you know anyone who has, or did you have any leaders who has been working at the level of imagination? I did. I had one. And as you were saying that, I had to stop and think about that for myself. Maybe you did too. When we, I was thinking about when I was in corporate, I was not visionary at all. I was about doing what I needed to get, you know, to get my check and fulfill my role. And that was that. I didn't think about strategic planning. I didn't think about what the future looked like. I wasn't creative. I was kind of stuck in that box of doing my role. And that's where many of you may find yourself right now. You may find yourself showing up every day for your job, doing what you're supposed to do. Maybe you have a little creative idea every now and then or a little innovation every now and then. But are you taking that time out to be a strategic thinker and a strategic planner? I had a client share with me that she had a leader. He was high up in the organization and he spent the first Monday, the first four hours of every Monday for planning and strategic thinking. And she said that really stuck with her because she'd never had a leader do that before. And he would never let anybody else interrupt that time. That was his strategic planning time. He would plan for the week and he would think about what he wanted to accomplish for that week how he could help with the vision of the company for that week. And then he would look at his schedule to see what he had aligned for that week. How was it tied back and helping him be strategic and helping him with that planning and that thinking? So he wasn't thinking about day-to-day tasks or typical tasks or things like that, but he had the big picture. And I had a leader like that once and it was he was such a great leader. He was always thinking about how can we do better? How can I help the company grow? What can we do not just for today or tomorrow, but for the rest of the year, for a year from now, for two years from now. And you may be thinking, well, why does that matter? Why is that important? When you want to stand out and you want to really showcase your abilities, your skills, being a strategic thinker and a strategic planner is so important because so many of us think within the box. Can you think outside the box? Can you take time to think about if you are a leader, get out of the weeds. Think about the title you have, leader, director, president, whatever it may be when you get into those higher leadership roles. You're not there to do the day-to-day work. You have a team of people to do that. You're hired to direct. You're hired to lead. And even if you aren't in those roles yet, you're still the director and leader of your life, of your role, of the decisions that you make. So I would want everybody today listening to this to take some time and put on your calendar time for strategic planning and strategic thinking. You'll thank us later because it's going to help you so much when you're thinking about that big picture of success and your your vision and the company vision and tying all that together. It's going to help you so much when you think in those terms rather than the day-to-day, everyday terms. When you were talking, I was thinking, hmm, how can someone apply this? 
some of you may think, well, you know, it's not my company. Why would I need to do that? And if you're comfortable in your role, that's great. If you have advanced and you are at the position that you want, to, that's also great. But if you actually want to push forward, the fallback question I would suggest is asking yourself, how do my team get ahead? So up to now, we've been talking about, you know, how can I get ahead? How is it that other people get ahead and I'm still stuck? How can I develop my team and so on and so forth? How can I communicate so to be more visible? But the fallback question from a visionary imagination level is how do my team members get ahead? Now, identify who is the stakeholders in this question so that you can understand how you put on your CEO hat, even if you don't have the title, but your CEO hat on your head and start being the leader and support the leaders in your organization, build system, because that's what that level is, is building system and processes to support your legacy to build that legacy contribution, which is very different. Now, you may say, you know what, this is too much. I actually like the communication level. That's okay. But know this, when you now hit the visionary level, you are in the $1 million figure type of mindset. Money is infinite. The four level method is something that business owners do. And so I just use that in the professional world because it's very much applicable. But the truth of the matter is because you're able to visualize the future and reverse engineer the future so that the contribution is greater, as Haley mentioned, from a five, 10 years perspective, then you are able to work from a future to the present. And now you're like, okay, who do I I need? How do I make this happen? And how do I support my legacy in order to do that? So that's actually such a great, I'm not there yet. I will. I'm in the communication level skill, but the level aspect, but I'm getting to that visionary. I am a visionary from a personal perspective, but having that visionary support your legacy mindset. I have met my mentors to do that. I love what Haley mentioned about her leader. My mentor taught me about what we call the orthogonal thinking. So instead of thinking vertically or horizontally, she looks at it from a very different perspective. And using that perspective allow her to hit that imagination, visionary mindset, like your leader. She does that every morning between eight to nine, and she does her thinking, her orthogonal thinking, plus her journal person mindset exercise. And then after that, she starts looking into hurting her clients and so on and so forth. And that's how she was able to build the business that she has. That's how she's supporting so many families. And her vision is now throughout the United States. She's now going international. So look at where you're at in your professional world and ask yourself, how do my team members get ahead? How can I contribute within my legacy? And this is a good time to do this because we are at the end of the year, approaching the end of the year. And so this is a time where a lot of people start thinking, okay, what is next year going to look like? You may do roadmaps at work, or maybe you've been working, you know, budgeting and all of that for next year. And it may be hard for you to kind of fathom this. It is a mindset. It's definitely a mindset. I didn't have this. Like I said, when I was working in corporate, when I became a business owner, it kind of forced me into that because it forced me to think about where do I want to be five, 10 years from now? Where do I want my business to be? So when I think back as you're sitting, you know, maybe in your corporate job right now, you may say, you know, that all sounds good. Again, like Grace said, I'm, but I'm, you know, it's not my company. It's not this, it's not that. So why should I do that? Start small, maybe start off even just doing it in the personal vision for yourself. And then take that personal vision and think about what do I want my professional vision to look like? And then as you build upon your professional vision, Think about how, again, now, how does that tie into my team? How does that tie into what my leader is helping us to go after and strive for? How is that then now helping the company? 
I have a couple of clients that we just talked about this the last couple of weeks in their sessions. We were talking about being more strategic and they shared with me that their leader wanted them to be more strategic in their thinking. And they were fighting it. They were fighting, kind of find like every other excuse not to make time for that. And so we worked through some things and they put on their calendars time for strategic planning, time for strategic thinking. And I said, start small, start with maybe just 30 minutes and then work yourself up to an hour, maybe two hours, whatever works best for you. But just start and see how you feel after you start doing that. And again, it's a time for no distractions. You know, turn off all your notifications. Maybe if you do it, maybe if you can't do it at the beginning of the day, maybe you have a lot of meetings that happen at the very beginning of the day. So maybe you can get up a little bit earlier, but if not, then maybe do it at the end of the day. Maybe take a couple of that last 30 minutes or hour of your day, but maybe everything is kind of calmed down and then use that time for thinking strategically. Get out again, use a journal, use a notebook or something electronic on your computer, your laptop that can help you to start thinking strategically. Write down thoughts that come up, things that may seem so far-fetched, or you may say, that's not possible. Write it down. Because when you write those things down, you can then work backwards and you can say, okay, here's this big strategic goal that I have. How do I get there? And then you can build in small stepping stones to help you then plan to accomplish that. And so as Greg was talking, I was thinking too, that if you listen to some of the interviews of some of the very successful business owners or you know people that are heading up some of the CEOs of companies, a lot of them, you will hear them talk about how they take that time to plan and to have that time for them to be strategic in their thinking. And that's what really helps them to be so successful. So they're not just every single decision flying by the seat of their pants, but there's times where they've put into time thinking and planning and being strategic, making a roadmap. Maybe you've never made a roadmap in your life, or maybe it's always been made for you. But I challenge you, see if you can make a roadmap for yourself and then see what that looks like of how you want to, again, communicate and then step into that strategic visionary space and see how you're able to start designing your successful vision. Now, keep in mind that at every stage of career growth that we mentioned before, those four levels of values, you may find yourself say, okay, this is where I'm at. And know this, there is a way to graduate to the next level. You're not stuck into the level that you're at, if that's what you want. And if you want to succeed at your current level and the next, there's a way to do that. So if you're listening to this right now and you're saying to yourself, you know what, I am at the unification level or I am at the implementation level and I'm wondering how to get to the next level. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, I'm at the communication level at the cusp of it right now and I've already been promoted to director and I'm wondering how do I get grow further? If you're asking the fallback question that we've spoke about for the last two episodes, then I invite you to work with us every week. We train and we coach individual and their team on how to graduate to the next level of that career growth. So if that's you and you're serious about committing in yourself, investing in yourself and your career growth, because you want to have a legacy contribution, if you do desire that growth and you want to know how do I secure my position now? And how can I be able to take advantage of opportunity that come to the next level and be prepared for that right now? Then I invite you to click on the book a call and apply to talk to either myself or Haley so that we can have a conversation about how to do so. And if we are a great fit, we will invite you to one of our programs. So if that's you, go to the link below and we're looking forward to working with you. I'm really excited. This was such a great conversation about the four levels because I believe that it changes the way we see career growth. 
instead of looking at, oh, running to the race, right? So if you're the one person who's like running to the race and you're seeing someone else, you've been running so long and then you see the new kids on the block saying, hey, so long. And then he or she has not run that fast or and it seems to have less capacity, less experience, less education, and yet still are getting those promotion while you're left in the dust. If that's having the mindset shift about how to look at career from a level perspective from the marketplace, instead of looking at it from every single step on the ladder, that changes things. So we hope that this blueprint helps you and that you'll be able to implement that blueprint in your life and your career growth right now. Yes. So let's go out there and let's create these visions of success together. Thank y'all so much for listening. We hope this has inspired you. And again, please reach out to us if you want us and need some assistance in creating that vision for yourself. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Success by Design podcast. That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.